What up, what up? Thanks for tuning in to No Sugar, Please. This podcast was created for the multifaceted individual. It is a multi-generational podcast used to educate listeners through conversations for the advancement of the mind, spirit, body, and community. Wow. I got to talk junk to your brother. And this is why. What'd you say? I got to talk junk to Rob because it took him like five times trying to get into this one time. Really? And the, <laughs> like, is... I'm not, I'm not even playing. It took the man five times <laughs> to get into this. Yeah, no, it was simple. He just opened <laughs> and it was um, just that name, email and came straight in. Man. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> this is crazy. But- Right, it's crazy because you are the first female that I've had on here. Really? Yes. I'm a little disappointed in that. Then I'm trying to tell (laughs) you, man. Somebody made a comment about it, and it wasn't that I was putting it off on purpose. It's just how stuff happened. But better late than never, I guess. Yeah, better late than never. Got to be more intentional, though. (laughs) Anyway, how are you? It's been a while. It has been a while. I'm good, though. I can't complain. I feel like since we've had, like, a one-on-one conversation, it's definitely been ugh, at least three years, because Eden <laughs> is three. I yeah, feel it's like... Been it's been a while. It's Man, you know what? Hold on. Really quick. So, <clears throat> this is the one and only illustrious Raquel Jones, Miss Raquel Jones. Um, how rude of me to not introduce her. Um... But go ahead, just tell everyone about yourself. Just a quick snip, and um, we'll kind of catch up a bit. Yeah, so my name is Raquel Jones. I am originally from Orlando, Florida. Um, Grew up in the Winter Garden area. I am currently living in Washington, D.C. I have a three-year-old daughter named Eden, Um, And I'm currently working in the nonprofit government sector, um, directing an organization called the Young Elected Officials Network. Um, So I guess my official title is um, Director of Youth Leadership Programs at People for the American Way. And I feel like that is essentially where I'm at with my life right now. (laughs) Man, that you sound so official. Like, <laughs> nah, you give me I, uh, hold on let me <clears throat> let me sit up and talk right like i got some sense oh goodbye <laughs> <laughs> but no how are you how have you been what's what's let's let's fill in these gaps within these last three years because it's been a while and that's i'm sure you've learned a lot yeah i mean um yeah i guess three years ago i was living in tallahassee florida um or i guess oh a little over three years ago. Um, it, it must have been longer than that. I feel like I it, it's probably been since we I graduated from FAM. Right. So that would be like five years I'm, ago. Yeah, um, you're, getting, you're getting old. I know. Oh, my God. You're definitely aging me. Okay, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it's been a while. So since, I guess, graduating from college, I've been working to kind of galvanize Um, and support progressive young elected officials. Um, And it sounds, I feel like every time I explain what I do, it sounds like more than what it really, or it sounds like you said official, but really all I'm doing is supporting young people who are making a difference in their community, right? Like they saw a problem in their community and they stepped up to the plate to, to make a difference. They decided not to 
you know, they recognize the problem and not complain about it, but do something to fix the problem and not fix it just for themselves, but for the most vulnerable people in their community. Um, and so we know that as black, as black folks, as black and brown communities are very frequently left out of the equation. So they made a seat for themselves. They right. pulled up a chair to the table and I worked to help them um, develop policy that will, you know, change or indirectly affect our lives. Um, and then just support their overall leadership and kind of take some of their innovative ideas around policy and kind of push it out at a national level so that what they're doing in their communities can be replicated into different communities across the country. That's big time. I mean, how could you not expect someone to think that you do a lot more than what you just said? <laughs> like, how do you not? <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just I, I I don't look at it as work for real. I look at it as a way to not only su- you know support not just my local community but Black communities across the country, right? Like we we have to be the ones to support ourselves, right? To help uplift yeah. us. There is so much beauty. There's so much um, talent. There's so much that comes out of our community. Um, and I've seen how our systems have been unfair, right? They've been unfair. They've um, disproportionately left us behind and continue to push us behind intentionally. And yeah. so I I just felt like, you know, uh, I couldn't just sit around and watch. Um, so this is my way right now of making sure that I can give back and, and really um, help, you know, provide exposure and opportunity to our communities. Man, that's big. That's big. And it's big. Um it's mainly big to me because you're you're essentially putting your money where your mouth is, right? You saw a problem and instead of getting the knowledge on how to fix it or at least, you know, figure out a way to help someone else fix it, you um actually shared you shared your knowledge by doing your job that you technically don't even consider a job because you enjoy it. Yeah. And- well, I also think that that's so important. I actually have a friend who, um, who she says she was like, she doesn't believe in hoarding knowledge and that is stuck mm-hmm. with me. And I completely agree. Um, what good is the knowledge that I've gained from the exposure I was privileged to have growing up. If I don't take that knowledge and, you know, what's, I don't know what the term I'm looking for, but essentially give it back, right? To, right? to be able to share it with the, not just the next generation, but my peers too, right? right. Like folks that are my age or a little bit older than me. Um, life, of, if anything that I've learned is definitely a journey and not a destination. So we all learn different things at different times. And as we learn, we should definitely share that knowledge to help enlighten someone else. Um, and that's how I feel like we live fruitful lives and not just fruitful, but, you know, being able to enjoy life as well. Um, so... Man, Whew. oh my gosh! You know it's it's crazy because I feel like I've been missing out by waiting so long to do this. This like, have so Yeah, man. I it, uh, seriously, I know schedules and everything, but man, it's I know people. I, I get a lot of feedback about these shows and everything. Um, and one thing everyone really agrees on is they they really appreciate just the openness and honesty Mm -hmm. and honestly one thing that I've heard that comes to mind thus far is on uh just the humbleness you know kind of like your duty to give back and pay it forward man and that's really big that's really big you are mature than a lot of people that I know (laughs) way more mature than a lot of people I know that is crazy it's funny I don't really look I mean I appreciate that. Thank you. I will take that compliment. I'm working on taking compliments. Um, But it's funny, Rob said that while I was home. Um, He was just like, yeah, my sister's just really mature. And I'm like, huh, 
I, I mean, I don't, I don't even look at it that way. I just look at, you know, um, I don't, I don't know. I just look at it at, at, I, you know, like you said, my, this is where I'm at. My, like my passion is around making sure that I'm supporting others or I, I see what I want from life and I want to be able to, to provide opportunities and support others to have whatever they want out of life. Right. Like I'm not trying to push an agenda on anyone. I'm just like, we all deserve access um, or yep. to opportunity to grow. Yep. I agree. So let me ask you this. What's, you know, what's one of the main lessons you've learned on this journey? Um, it could be professional or personal, just from the time you left college or the time, you know, you started your it's official work capacity. What's one of the main lessons you've learned or some? Yeah, there's multiple. Um, yeah, definitely lots of lots of life lessons. Um, and I, I'll a, a running list in my phone and <laughs> my notes of different like nuggets that I feel like have helped me through life at different times. Um, but once the biggest thing, motherhood has definitely changed me, um, and definitely changed me for the better. Um, and it, the main thing that it's taught me that, you know, motherhood is, it was a choice, like in some respects, I know some people may not agree with that, but for me, like becoming a mother, understanding that, that sanctity of motherhood and what women go through in general to have children, um, that has just opened my eyes up to I feel like a new realm of life. Um, and it's definitely taught me that, you know, to trust, to trust, it's got taught me trust and patience and having faith. Like those are three vital parts of my life of just, you know, making sure that I keep my eyes and my trust in, on God and believing in where, where he would take me. Um, and, you know, I used to pray for guidance all the time just like, Lord, use me, take me where you would, would see fit. And I realized in my my journey of becoming a mother that really, it just showed me even more, emphasized that like all of this is in God's hands, right? Like there's nothing I can do to control what is happening right now. Like this is all, like, I mean, obviously, you know, people say, oh, you can eat a certain way, you know, do certain right. things, but like really in like retrospect, being in that space and that that sanctity of pregnancy, um, it was, it just showed me how faithful God is and how you know if you put your trust in him um, all things will be taken care of because that was a really like just eye-opening time for me if I'm honest Mm -hmm. like it was it was unexpected it was it threw me off of where I thought that I was going with my life and through it all I've still been able to accomplish all of my dreams and be a present mother so that's one that that has has you know that was a definitely a life-changing situation but then also one two other nuggets um Forgiveness is love. Remembering that, mm-hmm. you know, forgiveness is not just for other people, but it's for you. And so not holding grudges and remaining humble and just true to who I am and just, you know, other, you know, not taking things personally because my other, my other one is feelings are fickle. Um, your, and your feelings are valid. You're allowed to, to feel your feelings and, mm-hmm. um, take them in, but don't let them hold you back. Right. Because your feelings are going to change, like, cause they're fickle Very and they're true. constantly going to change. So just remembering that and remembering to forgive and be patient and open and, um, you know, just, just patient with other folks and understanding that we're all on our own life's journey and that no one is entitled to anything. Um, so those are kind of some of the things that I feel like I live my life by in order to keep my peace and then just, <laughs> um, you know, be able to, you know, have respect for myself, but others as well. Man, that's big. That is huge. 
that's huge. I think, you know, just to pinpoint a couple things, I think people really do have a problem with not taking things personal. Um, I think I, I, unless unless I'm crazy, uh, I just see more often than not that people tend to take things personal that really shouldn't be taken personal. Um, maybe should be looked at more as and just an opinion. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's really just an opinion. At the end of the day, it's not a fact. It's not necessarily a fact. It's just an opinion. But I don't know. Yeah. That stuck out big time, man. That that and especially just you know with faith. Um, really stepping out and believing and just having faith, man, because ultimately, you know, none of this is ours anyway. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's a constant reminder, you know, it's, yeah, you have it, but it's not really yours regardless. So, yeah, that's a mindset I've taken on to, or not taken on, but more enlightened to or more accepting of that we are spiritual beings having a human experience um, and understanding that. And, but to your, not just to like segue back to your point of like not taking things personal, like we're also human, right? So it's not easy. Like it's definitely easier said than done that, you know, I think it would be ideal to never take anything personal, but the reality is people's opinions do hurt. Right. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that, but back to knowing that your feelings are fickle. So that opinion might've hurt you in that moment, but knowing that, or, you know, knowing that you have the power over your mind to push through that and you, you know, you should, you shouldn't let people's opinions or thoughts about you hinder you. It's okay to maybe feel some type of way for a moment, but you know, shake that shit. Oh, excuse me. Shake that off and like, keep it moving. Man. Hey man. You, I'm not gonna lie. So like out of the Jones clan, you and Brandon are like one A and one B. <laughs> what does that mean? E- easily, like easily, easily. Rob's like D, but y'all are easy one A and one B. I'm messing. <laughs> what does that I mean? I gotta I gotta find a way to mess with him every chance I get. Um, every single chance I get, I have to. So I know he's gonna listen to this <laughs> and I specifically did that for him. But um no, I um I'm actually learning a lot of not I guess learning a lot about you, but just seeing how much you've matured and just really evolved is probably the best way to put it. Um, as a person, you know, because it's uh, yeah, it's really been that long. But to hear you speak so eloquently and it's I don't know, it's it's amazing. You better you, you gonna you gonna write a book one day. I can see it. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> I can see it. I can definitely see. I'll buy it. I would definitely buy oh, it. Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, I, you know, you're encouraging me to, I, I've not really had the thought, but I love to write. Um, I never thought about sharing my thoughts publicly, um, but I do love to write. So maybe, maybe in the future. See, that's how I ended up with this, a, a dang podcast. You like to write <laughs> as well? I don't, to be honest, I'm, I'm a huge thinker and I'll put things down, but I'm my mind works weird like I can throw things in compartments and put it away and just mm-hmm. when it's time to do it just pull it back out but um this was the way I realized verbalizing really helped mm-hmm. me and then you know just a matter of also feeling like I had so much knowledge mm-hmm. and I felt kind of selfish um that I didn't was that I didn't and wasn't sharing um because of my unique situation and everything so I um I re- I came across I I forgot what I was listening to. I was listening it wasn't Mike Tyson, maybe it was I don't remember what podcast I was listening to, but I just thought about it 
And then I just did an episode one day just messing around. I was like, damn, it's kind of therapeutic. Mm-hmm. So it all kind of just joined all together and worked out that way. But yeah, you should. I think you can do it. I think you can do it. It's definitely therapeutic, man. Yeah, no, but, no, that I mean, like I said, writing for me is therapeutic. Um, I feel the same way that I just have so many thoughts or, you know, and I'll write a, like I'll just put a thought down in my notes and then if I have time to journal at night, like I'll just start, you know, writing out thoughts um, and they're thoughts that I want to remember. Right. Because I feel like they're little nuggets of knowledge that I've gained across the way. So, all right, back to my point of not hoarding knowledge. I guess one day I will have to like go through <laughs> and, and write a book and share that knowledge. Um, things that have helped me because um, maybe it can help someone else. It could bless someone else on their journey. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now Eden, does, does she have a little garden? She does. <laughs> so, yes. Um, that is, she's it's so funny. Um, so her name is Eden, and we her she started a Garden of Eden with her father. Um, but it's kind of been just like uh, a, we all do it. We all participate. I um, had a little container garden at my house, so we were growing tomatoes and sweet peppers, even cantaloupe at one wow. point, um, and some carrots. And then at her dad's house, he has more land. So he was able to like really build out a garden and they had all types of stuff, potatoes, onions. Um, She's planted a little apple tree. So hopefully, and I don't know how long it takes for apples to like really produce fruit. Um, But to, you know, in 10 years from now, she'll have her own little apple tree in the backyard um, and be able to pick her own apples. And then um, what else does she have? She's all types of stuff, um, herbs and different stuff. But it's so cute. She's really gotten into it. She enjoys it. Um, it's an activity that, you know, she, her dad really picked up and they enjoy doing together. And then I kind of just, um, I my grandmother garden, right? Um, and so it was something that I wanted to help and participate in too. But it's really been cool to see her enjoy like this process of putting a seed into the ground and watching how if you water it and you nurture it, that it will grow and then it'll it right. eventually produce uh, something that you can eat. So it's been really cool. That's awesome. Man, that is awesome. Yeah, I saw the pictures um, and I was like, dang, that's pretty cool, man. She's got like a, she has a, a really extensive garden there. Um, but it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> The very, very first time I probably tried to guard, like really plant something and watch it grow, it died within oh, two no. days. Well, okay, I won't sit here and lie and act like I have a green thumb either. Um, I have tried. You can ask, my cousins make fun of me. Um, when I first moved up to DC, I got three succulents, right? So two, mm-hmm. two, I don't even know the names of them, but two, like what I feel like are regular succulents, um, which <laughs> I don't know, so bad to say. And then an aloe plant, which is like a type of succulent. And right. when I say I didn't know you could kill succulents, right? Like I don't even I but <laughs> I killed them. Like it was so sad. They like literally wilted. And I'm like, they're literally these plump leaves, right? With filled with water. And I somehow managed to kill them. But I was traveling so much for work and like trying to juggle work. And like I moved up here when Eden was four months old. Like I got them because I liked them, but I was not able to nurture them. Um, and then so right. part of, you know, being on lockdown with COVID, I had been saying for months, like or for years since I've been up here, since I killed those two, my aloe is actually still holding on. It's really sad, but it stuck with me for the last three years. Like it really, if you saw it, it's really, really sad. And it should be much more healthier than it is for, the, for to be alive for three years. But I'm trying and we're trying to get it back to health. 
Um, and we're going to get there. I have faith that we will get there. Um, but killing my succulents, um, my cousins, they made fun of me. They were like, okay, you don't need plants. Like that is just not your thing. Like, thank God you, you know, you're a good mother because you were not to these plants. And so I, there was a couple of times where like, I really wanted to like buy a new plant, buy new plants and like nurture them and try to be this plant mom. And it just, it was not working. Like I was like, I was just killing everything. Um, but with COVID, it, it allowed me time to just like be home. And, you know, I, I found it very therapeutic. I had been, I felt like since having eaten and moving up here, my life has been on go, 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 Ch- like chasing dreams and trying to be a present mom and just, you know, trying to, to yeah. not allow myself to lose myself in the midst of everything as well there was there really was Mm -hmm. not much time for myself so the little bit of time that I had did have for me it was like I used to meditate and journal and so COVID really allowed much more time for meditating and journaling and just like really honing in on what I felt like my purpose was and what 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 niche do I really bring to this world and as I'm Mm -hmm. like journaling one day I just was like you know I guess Caleb Eden's dad brought up gardening and I was like I can, you know, I remember my grandma having a garden when I was a kid. Like, I can do this. I have the time now. Like, I want to do this. And so I literally, I had some right. tomatoes in my house. And I cut them up and put them in a salad. And I scraped the seeds out, <laughs> let them dry. And then we planted them. And they grew. And we got tomatoes from them. And then um, her dad gave me some carrots and some seeds for some carrots. And I had a, a yellow pepper. Did the same thing. Cut the seeds out the yellow pepper. And for the longest, I was like, okay, the carrots started growing. The seeds that he actually gave me. But the tomatoes and the sweet peppers did not grow. So I was like, okay, like this, maybe this is not going to work. But just, yeah, again, nurturing it right. and like having the time to like make sure it's getting enough sunlight and make sure like, you know, it's getting the nutrition it needed to to thrive. Like I was able to, they grew and it was, it was really, um, I was proud of myself. I will say that I was definitely proud of myself. I can tell. I can tell. I hear you. I was, I was really excited to like produce my own food. I'm like, that was such a, a great feeling. Now that's big time because you didn't quit, man. But I could definitely tell. I could, I could hear the. It was a journey. Um, <laughs> it was definitely. They were destined for. They, it was destined to fail, but I pushed through, and you know they survived. <laughs> you know, I was always wanted to ask, what was it like growing up? in a house being the only girl oh, it was great um it was great I, I, it's funny I talk to the I think about this all the time so I'm the middle child and there's all these stereotypes around like the middle child like they feel like they don't get enough right. attention and like I just never felt like I fit any of those stereotypes because I was the only girl like I have an older brother he was the first one so he, like he had his own special niche like being the oldest right. and then like my younger Brandon he was the baby right so he had that but then I was the only girl so yes I was the middle child but I don't know I commend my mom I feel like she's such an amazing person because I feel like she really like gave us our own like yeah I don't know she I feel like she did a really good job of of showing us all attention I never felt neglected and maybe it was because I was the only girl but um it was great (laughs) you know to have an older brother to look out for you and then a younger brother who you know looked out for me just as much um I appreciate both of them so it was a good experience I had a good childhood that's big. That's big time. That's big time. Yeah, I was always curious about that. Always curious. Um, so let me see. We got through. You got the Eden's Garden and everything like that. Let's fast forward to twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have any, I'm trying to figure out the word, the way to word it. If you have any, what would your fears, um? of going into ending 2020, going into 2021 be? 
just as far as you know the way you view the world or just anything like if you have any fears what would it be yeah I mean I think um I think we all have fears I I try not to lead with my fears but there's definitely fears um 2020 was a rough year right like it just it was a rough (laughs) year and it seems like it was a rough year for everyone um and outside of this pandemic that's happening outside of like the right like the the i feel like the the racial tensions in this country have been raising has have been rising for a while oh, yeah. a while right but i feel like we hit a right. uh, a boiling point over it and it over flooded on us um this summer and so between that um this election that's next week um 2020 has been yeah. a rough year um and then again amongst all of that was happening nationally I had a couple, I had a few personal losses. I lost um, my great aunt who it was someone that I just, just had always been there. Right. Like I never, you know, could imagine. Right. I didn't have uh, my grandmother. I have one grandmother that I grew up with and she passed away when I was in high school. But other than that, like my mom's parents passed away when she was fairly young. So before me and so like my great aunt, she was always there. Um, she was like a, a grandmother to me. And then, a grandmother figure for sure to me. Um, and then I lost um, my childhood babysitter who really was like a second mom to me. She she gave me yep. my name, I felt like. So that was, a, that was a, a huge loss. And then my grandmother that I did know that passed away in, in um, when I was in high school, her sister passed away in 2020. Um, and they seemed to be all right after each other. And then two women from church, I remember growing up, just passed away as well. And so it has been a a journey um, of loss and grieving. And I, I definitely, um, I feel like this time of, you know, being able to be still within COVID has allowed me to be vulnerable, has allowed me to, to take the time to feel my feelings. And I will say like, if I'm honest, I've cried more than I have ever cried in a really long time in 2020. Like it was points where I was crying every single day um, and I would try my hardest not to cry. And so my fear of going into 2021 is that it will just continue, right? Like there will not be an end to this constant loss, this constant negativity um, that that seems to be amongst us right now, and it's hard. It's it's really hard. But again, back to like I don't. I try not to lead with fear. So though it, it, I'm I'm right. I'm I'm scared of it continuing. I'm really I, that's when I lean into my faith, right, and pray more and worry right. less, and really try to like just trust God's plan and where He's leading me and what He's doing in this time, right. Um, I attended a Bible study within this time. I don't have it directly in my notes in front of me, but one the lesson was something along of like you may feel like you're standing still but god is continuing to work right so in this moment of yeah where you feel mm-hmm. still god is still working and so in this moment where the, to me it seems like there's constant loss there's constant grieving um there's constant turmoil and hatred bubbling in this time i just have to like remain still and not let my fear get the best of me and remember that like God is still in control um, and that there's purpose behind the pain, right? So. Right. Wow. Now, I asked that as a warm up <laughs> to the probably the more important question. What's the best thing that's happened to you this year? Yeah. Um, so yeah, amongst amongst all that turmoil, um, there has been a lot of beauty in being able to be still 
Um, like I said, uh, when I moved up to DC, I moved up here when Eden was four months old and I felt like I was constantly on the go. Moved up here and I went back to work within two weeks of being here. Um, and I travel a lot for work and though I love my job, it was a lot. It was a lot being a new mom and moving to a new city and, you know, maintaining my, you know, still traveling and working. And, you know, so I felt like I, I, my, I lost myself in that process. So 2020 has allowed me to reflect and remember who I am as a person, um, gain, you know, get back to, to my core and centering myself. Um, it's deepened my relationship with Christ. Uh, my spirituality has grown. So I've been able to gain a lot in these moments of, of stillness. Um, and I feel like those are the best things that have happened to me. Um, I've been able to, you know, deepen relationships that I have been neglecting for years, like some of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been able to connect within this time. I've been, you know, the loss has has definitely taught me the value of community. Um Right. I have a, a really good friend up here in DC who, oh, oh my, one of like the best people I know, and he's so committed to his community. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see like how much his community poured into him and how much he pours into his community. And I feel like I, I didn't stick around for things like that, right? Like I was always checking boxes. So mm-hmm. like, I went through high school, immediately left, and then went to go do this and then this, and then I had a child. And so it was just moving on from the next thing, you know, from one thing to the next and keeping, you know, superficial relationships from back home. And so it's 2020 has like taught me the beauty of, you know, honing, leaning into your own communities. And so like part of like why I'm super excited to talk to you is like you were a big part of my community as well growing up. Like we've known each other from when we were kids, we went to college together. And so just the beauty of being able to have the time to reconnect with community um, and, and recenter myself and remember who I am as a person to my core. And again, deepening my spirituality, um, has been the best things that have happened to me in 2020. Man, that's awesome because, you know, I think people really underestimate that word community, mm-hmm. um, and the effect that it really has mm-hmm. on a person. Um, because just because you have a community doesn't mean it's positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, people, and for that reason, that's why I believe that people really underestimate it because that same quote-unquote community can lead you down the wrong path. Um, but it's necessary to have that because you can't fight your yeah. battles alone. Yeah, no, I um, agree. You know, you need someone. Yeah, I agree. It you. definitely takes a village. It takes a village. Um, they say that with, with kids, but, it, you know, you need your village. But you're right. Um, not everybody's village is positive. So when I say re- reconnecting to my community, it's finding that community that is positive, right? Um, not not mm-hmm. necessarily knocking any, you know, not allowing any access to myself to certain parts of my communities but creating boundaries right right? really important to like have that have that community but creating boundaries amongst that community so that you know you can be that support system for each other but then also thrive yourself in the process of it um and so it's something that again i'm 20 i'm in the midst of learning these things right now so something i'm still learning and getting to, to get a feel of like what it means to be back in community but i'm excited about it and it feels great to like remember and know that there are like communities um there are people from my community especially from growing up that you know i still love and that they still love me and like we still support each other even though there's been time and distance in between that's real that's real i feel like that's one of the true marks of a friendship you know you can uh not talk forever in a day and then pick right back up you know a year or two later like nothing happened so 
Um, I think that's beautiful. So if right now, if you can go back mm, graduation day from college and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Everything's going to work itself out. Like everything is going to happen the way it's supposed to be. Like don't stress. I remember um, I enjoyed graduation day, but literally like... (laughs) I should say I, I enjoyed like the first three days after graduation and then I was immediately stressing about, okay, what is next? Like what's going to happen? Where are you? Like you need to get a job, like you need to do stuff. And I remember like right. <laughs> getting a job and I graduated in, in May and by July 21st, I had a job and that time period in between, oh my God, when I say I was stressed out every moment until like I got that job offer. Um I remember the next year, my best friend graduated and she kind of was about to start that same cycle of stressing. And I remember telling her like, girl, don't stress it. Like you're going to be okay. And I wish I would have like taken that or had that advice in that moment as well. And I probably did have it. So I should say, I should have listened to that advice in that moment because once you start working, like you're working, (laughs) like you don't realize how different life (laughs) is outside of college. Um, I remember I probably had been working for... Uh, half a year at this point and I or yeah it had to be like the, the school semester was over and my boss at the time was like you still you still measure time based off the of school semesters and I was like I had you know I had been my entire life like <laughs> that's right. all I knew and that's so adjusting from that and realizing like there are different aspects of life um just re- just you know I wish I, I would have taken that advice and just soaked in that moment and realize you know what what you know life life was going to go on and I really was starting a new chapter and don't stress it was going to be okay everything's going to work out I think yeah I think it's you know that that in order to get to that point of of you know thinking if you really Mm -hmm. have it takes time basically you know you really got to pay attention to the uh situations and circumstances that Mm -hmm. you're thrust into um during this marathon of life, you know, if you're not really paying attention and honing into those things, you're not going to get to the point to say, you know, it'll work out, you know, just let go. Cause once again, like we already said, it's what's done is going to be done. You know, you really have no say so of how it's going to be done because it's already mm-hmm. written, but you do have a say so as far as what you learn and take For from sure. each experience. Um, and I just feel like, man, it's, you know, <sighs> You know me, I like to stick to myself a lot. Or if I do, it's like the mm-hmm. same three or four people if I communicate. And it's for that one. That's one of the reasons why I really don't like to talk to people too, too, too much. Like, I'm shocked as hell that I'm even still <laughs> doing a podcast. That's that's fucking nuts to me. To be honest, that's that nuts to me. But it's I just realized how, how pessimistic people are. You know, pessimistic people are and just really don't learn from yeah I mean yeah I mean we talk about like thinking about the work that I do right like that shit is not easy like people are frustrating and it's just like for like to be in a space where like I can recognize (laughs) and sometimes I may not be able to articulate everything that I'm thinking but you know being able to like recognize that these issues that are happening with our community are you know, are have been strategic and there are strategic things that we can do to combat it. It is frustrating when other people are like, there ain't nothing we can do. Like, or they're just like pessimistic about oh it or complacent God. about it. And I'm like, no, like this is, I want to help. Like, I, you know, just trying to like 
I don't want to use that term, enlighten, like enlighten folks and help them to understand right. that there are things that we can do. We can control, you know, we, there are realms of control, right. And that everyone has to do their own, their right. certain civic duty in order to really create change um, within our communities and long lasting systemic change. Um, we need to like be more open. And so that's, this shit is frustrating, but you know, I try to, to be optimistic and hopeful and remember that, you know, I am truly blessed. Um, and as I'm able to get new experiences and learn new things that I'm also, you know, I want to still share those. And, you know, I might not be able to enlighten or change any, everyone's heart, but if I can touch one or two people's hearts, then that's what matters, right? Man, that's huge. That's huge, man. That is huge. I couldn't agree more with you. Yeah, and I've listened that's, to your, your podcast as well, right? So, and I know, and I know you. Um, and I, I will. I'm not. I don't say I'm totally shocked that you're still doing a, uh, a podcast, but I'm I'm happy that you are <laughs> because I, I just feel like some of the guests that you've had on and some of the conversations they have just been super authentic. And um, I feel like, like you said, this this realm of communicating and being open with one another really is therapeutic and it's allowing you know people that are listening um, to grow through, especially during this time of COVID together. Right. For sure. For sure, man. It, um, you know, it, it allowed, it, it's unique in a sense because it does give me a, a chance to really like voice some of the things I may be dealing with currently at the time, whether, you know, teaching is a whole nother. Right. No, thing. how is that? I, I know that, you, your guests crazy. listen to you, but I'm curious, like how, how is life for you? Like yeah. you are also a, Yo. a, a husband, a father, yeah. a teacher, like, man. Lord, how, how are you handling? man it's it's busy but it's it's not it it's it's busy now some people some people say busy as in a sense of i just do a bunch of crap but it, it's really nothing <laughs> like nah like my days are planned out <laughs> to a t like i'm that friend that if somebody's talking about a trip i need to know specifics <laughs> right now because i don't care if the trip's three four months from now i need days i need to know this now because it's too many moving parts yeah. and pieces going on right now. Um, but I'm good, man. You know, being having this little two year old, man, she's really going on oh, yeah. like 17. <laughs> like her personality is wild. Her personality is so wild. She's so crazy smart that it, you know, it, it really makes me smile. Like my heart just smiles every time. Like I do, you know, as a kid, I would catch my mom just staring at me <laughs> smiling. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? But. <laughs> You know, now I, I catch myself doing that to her, you know, when she's doing her own thing, uh, reading Aww. a book or something, just or sitting down playing. Um, but it's all good, man. You know, kind of like you, I just, you know, I kind of felt the need to try to try to give back in a sense. So that's why, you know, teaching is going pretty well, man. It's my way of kind of giving back in a sense and understanding that um, mm -hmm. everything starts with the youth. Whether people realize it or not, they are coming up next. So what mm -hmm. you're doing, they are watching every little move. Um, and it worked out well that I got a chance to teach criminal justice because, you know, there is so much misguidance going on. And I'm not the type to tell people about themselves with how they do things, you know, all the way through. If we're, if I'm close to you, I will. But for the most part, you know, that's your kid. You raise them how you want. But I just, man... These kids are just, they make me nervous every day with just 
the lack of information yeah. that they're gaining about what's going on with the world. But, you know, one kid at a time, I guess, for now. So, but it's all good. It's all good. I, I, I finally don't watch <laughs> oh, Frozen I mean, Oh, I've been there. We still watch Frozen occasionally. I'm not... <laughs> Nah, no, no. We she we we've graduated to uh we went on a long Princess <laughs> and the Frog Frog run, and we are currently uh, on Moana, to which she sings every song in Moana. And what is this other thing? Uh, Monsters Inc. So, and Monsters so, Universe. Okay, let me just to, to speak on that. I understand. Yeah, you know, I have a three year old, and I I I remember in sixth grade. Um, everybody was talking about Spongebob and I hated cartoons. I was like, I do not like Spongebob. And this was sixth grade and everyone was into Spongebob. And I'm like, I'd rather talk about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like I do not watch Spongebob. I hated cartoons and I just was not into cartoons. I, I, I don't know why I was just telling some, my friend reached out to me and was like, what is Eden watching? Like, I want to watch, um, you know, I want to know what she's watching or whatever. And, I was so excited to tell her all the movies I was excited about. And Eden is in a space where, like, she likes to watch rewatch movies, but she's on a week-to-week basis now. So we're not watching things for, like, long periods of time anymore. Thank God. Because, yeah, I was over Frozen. I actually tried for the longest to not get her hooked on Frozen because I remember Chloe being hooked on Frozen. And I was like, I don't want that. And so she right. watched Frozen for the first time with someone else, with my aunt, and she was hooked. Um, but for the longest, we were hooked on yep. Sing because I felt like Sing was just like a really cute, like I liked Sing. It was a good movie. So I was okay with her. It had good music. So I was okay with her being stuck on that one. And then we were stuck on Coco and I like, I really like Coco. Oh man. She's in there too. It is. Too. It's man, so Coco's good. a fire movie. Man, <laughs> right. remember but, but most man. of the movies are really singing. good like um i last week we watched um lion king the original lion king we watched it a couple of times and i found myself like i was supposed to be yeah. working and i was just like all into this movie and i know i've seen it a million times but it's just so good and then Mo- we went through moana like moana i'm into that um but i recommended my friend zootopia is one that i really like and she likes now too um, and Toy Story, I did not like Toy Story. Um, I thought it was so sad and just so really? silly to like have these talking toys. <laughs> and then she was into it. She started watching it and I was like, damn, this is a good movie. <laughs> right, right, man. I definitely, I go through the same thing, man. I definitely <laughs> do. We, yeah, saying, I trust me, we, it, it, me or the wife will we right no we'll for sure be around the, the house dancing and singing the songs it, with her every so. song they know what they're doing every song like it's wild mm-hmm. but no nah, those movies are really good um they really yeah. are it's all, i like the message it's always a message behind it and you know you really yeah, just it's always a message it, but always and it's, they it's always light have. right it's usually i mean some of it can be like a little bit heavy like lion king we all know it's sad but then at the end it's a happy ending yeah. and it's like it was a light and airy movie versus like i you know and it's it's a nice refresher and i should say like break from all the turmoil that's happening in the real world i'm like i appreciate watching these right. little cartoons with you eden <laughs> sing your little heart out oh yeah Oh yeah, I still, I still, I think the one song I sing every day is Olaf. <laughs> I sing, man, I, I sing Olaf that every, every once a day. Uh, <laughs> that's sung in this house, and if it's not sung, it's it's probably a weird day <laughs> if I don't sing it. So, but no, that's that's pretty, man. You know, 
I honestly could not. Just being mm-hmm. a parent is, is is awesome, and I um, you know, it's even more better. It's it's even cooler actually to hear you talk about it because I've never really had a conversation with, you know, a, a younger person a person my age, basically, um, single mother. That's a single mother and a working professional at that. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my mom to talk about it, but yes. I mean, that's my mom, so <laughs> it ain't the same, obviously. But hearing your perspective on things, man, is pretty cool. Um, it's definitely <laughs> cool. Cool might be an understatement. It's, it's amazing. Like, it's definitely Thank amazing. You. It's definitely, as you know, um, it, it has its challenges, but... Um... It's so worth it. And, you know, my mom used to say when we were growing up that, you know, we were all born with our personalities. Um, and it's so true. Like, they're born yeah. with their little personalities. Like, she, she, Eden was born who she is. And my job is to kind of guide and love her um, and, and, you know, make sure she is a good person, right? Um, but the rest is her journey. And so not trying to dictate, like, who she becomes as long as she's a good person. Um yeah. And so, again, it has its right. challenges. Like you said, two years old. Ooh, me and Eden, like, that was a rough year for us. Um, two, oh, my God. They, the stereotypes <laughs> are real. I don't care what anyone says. Like, I remember, like, right before her second birthday, something, I, like, she started showing out. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, but three, you know, three is a different, I mean, every year, every couple months, honestly, bring new challenges. But three is such a sweet age right. like she's so sweet and she was sweet when she was two as well she just you know they're little sour patch kids um so but she's so sweet now oh, and she's yeah, so sure. and she's becoming more independent and it's just so fun to watch her like really blossom in her own little personality and take on the world learn new things um she's doing virtual school so I have a front row at her learning new things and last week she was learning how to add and I don't know if it's normal but she you know she knows how to write her name completely um before the school year even started she knew how to write her name and I'm like I she, and she's like she, she speaks about. so well she's bilingual she speaks Spanish and it's just like it's so it's not bizarre but like it's such a beautiful thing to like watch her develop um and as this little human um and so I love it that's amazing that's amazing. I really think, you know, it's critical and very crucial for all the love and the support to be mm-hmm. put in the kids, like, from the jump. You know, they feel it. They feel all the, every feeling and emotion, even though they can't necessarily articulate sure. it. They feel it from the jump street. So if you're not present at every single point during this journey, you know, that you're going to be missing out and they're going to be missing out. Crucial, I agree. So, you know, so yeah, yeah. No, and it's definitely like speaking uh-huh. to being present, um, especially within COVID time, like we, she's not in daycare anymore and school is virtual and I'm still working full time and my workload has actually increased. Um, and so trying to like juggle being a present mother um, while also still trying to be present at work and have a person uh, like a personal life has definitely been challenging. It's, it was a right. challenge in general, but now on top of it with COVID, um, I, I, you know, her being here <laughs> like most days um, is hard, but it's so worth it. Like so you, you'll look, you'll just see her like pick up a book or do something by herself and it just it'll make my heart smile and just realize that, you know, I'm exhausted, but I'm happy and I'm, I'm excited to be here. And like, I, you know, it's so worth it. I hear, I can hear, you can hear it in your see. There you go again. You, you, the voice, the voice, the level of excitement. It's always, it's always subtle changes. But no, I, um, that's awesome. 
you know, you don't take these moments mm-hmm. for granted. I don't think anybody should. Um, I definitely don't think anybody should. But, you know, I don't want to – we'll talk a little bit more offline a little bit. But um, so at the end of the show, right, I like to give, you know, the floor to the guests to talk about any type of business that they want to highlight. It could be a small business, black business. You could expound a little more on your job, whatever you decide. Yeah. Um, um, I'll, I'll just talk a little bit more about some of the work that I I do and some of the stuff that some of our, our young electives are doing in their communities and ways that you can be involved in your community um, Any or any listener, they can be involved. Um, I truly believe that we need people closest to the pain um, to be at the table, right? So that means the teacher who understands Uh, what's happening in the classroom, right, to be on the school board so that they can give that perspective. That means that single mom in the community to be on the city council so that, you know, we bring the struggles of of a mother to the the council and understand the importance of, like, paid family leave, right? And so there are so many young people who have stepped up to, who stepped up to do that um, in our leading efforts around paid leave and um, access to healthcare for everyone. And, you know, again, if you, you know, I I just want to encourage everyone, I guess use this time to encourage folks to understand that, like, you don't have to settle for anything. Um, you can do anything you set your mind to. And if you see something in your community that you want to change, get together with other community organizers, right? I guarantee you there's somebody, even if it's someone's grandma, auntie, sister, that are, or brother that is in the community um, fighting for, for something. Get get with them and fight together. Your, you know, your voice is amplified with numbers. And so... Go get involved in your community in that way, whether it's community organizing, if you feel compelled to run, run for office, right? Don't let anything hold you back um, from doing that because, you know, there are ways to create change. There's power at those seats, um, especially at the local level. We often overlook them and and look at presidential races, but it's so, so important Mm -hmm. to, to really like get an understanding of what's happening in your community and then, you know, hold elected officials accountable. Um, you vote them in, your vote really does have power and then you have the power to hold them accountable. Like mm-hmm. you voted them for a certain reason and they need to, to hold, you know, hold that, hold to that. And also understanding that politics, our government takes time. And so voting is just the first step, right? And so once they're in there, yeah, you have to continue to like keep them right. accountable. You have to keep showing up to the council meetings because just because you voted one person in, there's a whole body of other folks there within the governing process that they are also fighting against, right? And they need yep. your support behind them. So I just want to emphasize the importance of getting involved in your community and that there, uh, there are so many ways to be involved. And so you don't have to run for office. You can be a community organizer or there can be other ways. Um, just, you know, do some, do some research in your community and I guarantee you'll find some stuff. Um, and then I guess just also, um, highlighting that, that, yeah, not just on the, the, the local level, the state level and how important that is as well too. And so there are young folks running for office at the state level who need your support as well, um, Mm -hmm. who need you to, to back these bold progressive ideas like, um, universal basic income, right? There's a group of black mayors across the country who are working to give those in our most vulnerable communities um, 
extra cash in their pocket, no strings attached, right? Because we, we, you know, people tell us that if you give people extra money, they're going to go spend it and blow it on, on whatever, or like on, on drugs or whatever, but that's not the case, right? There have been case studies that show Mm -hmm. people want to live with dignity. And if you give people access to work, and if you give them access to um, financial resources to help uplift them and give them a, you know, give them, give some dignity to their life that they're using that extra money to pay their bills, right? So they can keep their lights on, so they can pay their rent, so they can have a roof over their head. And just, you know, having compassion for a fellow man and um, realizing that you, you know, you're, you may have privilege in your life, but we still need to make sure that we're uplifting and supporting the most vulnerable in our communities. Um, so just also encouraging folks to use their voice to, to uplift those communities, because if you uplift the most vulnerable in your communities, you are uplifting yourselves. We are only as strong as our weakest links and we need to come together and really like bridge these gaps within our, our society and fight back against the systemic mm-hmm. racism that has been placed amongst us. Um, and we all have to use our collective power to do that, to really make and move um, and create meaningful change. Man, <laughs> when is that? Look, seriously, look, the book, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even I hope that right what now. I just said actually like resonated with folks because. Whew. No, it definitely did. I was like seriously you can hear you can you can hear the passion alone in your voice when you talk about it um especially just community in general you can tell there's a different type of passion in your voice when you speak about it every single time and it's in it never wavers it's always a consistent passion with that so you have you can't do anything but listen to that like to be completely honest with you but it's you're not lying it's it all starts somewhere and if you feel like you can't do something by yourself then like you said there's always strength in numbers and there's always ways to get things done um but yeah man we'll definitely we'll definitely make sure we talk soon for sure but i definitely appreciate you um for swinging by and making this happen i think this was awesome this is amazing (laughs) i did not know how this was gonna go to be honest right i had no idea because i was like man (laughs) kel gonna come on here and I don't know, man. She might, she <laughs> well, thank might you. say something crazy. But... Uh, well, thanks for having <laughs> no, me. I, I really appreciate you thinking of me. And no, it was great to just kind of catch up and, and have just an authentic, um, vulnerable conversation. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. To my listeners, keep your faith in God while continuously moving forward. And I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.